It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Ah, yes, Victoria Newland of the Obama State Department explaining that the Democrat Party has adopted classic Russian technique to accuse the other guy of what you are doing and plotting to do yourself. Geraldo Rivera accuses Trump of sounding like Adolf Hitler after former president says migrants are poisoning the blood of our country. That's uh, Geraldo. Jerry Rivers, you know. Also, the first woman ever to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor, appointed by Ronald Reagan, Ronald Wilson Reagan, because, you know. So the first woman to serve on the Supreme Court, lying in repose at the Supreme Court today, her uh, flag-draped casket uh, at the Supreme Court, and a... Something unusual happened. One of the, it appears to be one of the Supreme Court police officers, a woman in uniform, standing guard next to the Sandra Day O'Connor casket, flag drape casket. And the uh, woman, the police officer, collapsed, just boom, out like a light. Medical attention, other officials rushing to uh, render medical attention. It is uh, strange. Strange. It's a crazy world. Crazy world. Now let's get to uh, let's get to more stuff because there's a lot of it. Let's go to uh the the hatred John Carl. He's with ABC Fake News and he hates Donald Trump. And he's going to be a dictator. Uh who is it the uh, uh, the news media uh calling him a dictator then Tucker Carlson said to President Trump. So you're going to be a dictator? He said, "Yes." Oh, I apologize. It was Sean Hannity. You're correct. It was Sean Hannity and not Tucker Carlson who asked him uh, kind of a town hall setting. And you're going to be a dictator? And he said, yes, on day one, I'm going to close the border. And, uh, you know, he's like, you're going to use dictatorial powers. I'm going to close the border. What else is he going to do? Oh, yeah, drill, drill, drill. Yeah, right. Uh, Energy independence. That's right. Uh, These are good things. Secure the border, energy independence. Good things. And he was being tongue in cheek. And he gives them the arrows that they use to shoot at him, of course. But he said, yes, because he's being a goof. And, and all the people in the audience laugh. And everybody knows he's joking. And, but that doesn't matter. The news media and the White House, they take it. Oh, he said he's going to be a di- Right here, he said he's going to be a dictator on day one. And then he's quoting Putin. He's quoting Putin saying that Biden abuses the Justice Department and the FBI to target his political enemies which is right here in the light of day in plain sight for everyone to see. And he said Kim Jong-un, because he negotiated with Kim Jong-un and he met with Kim Jong-un, and he said he's a nice guy or something like that. What a nice guy. And, uh, and that's it. Oh, he's praising Kim Jong-un. No, no, he's uh, keeping up uh, relations. You know. Remember, Joe Biden was supposed to be the foreign policy expert. Now we got war in the Middle East, war in Europe. We're about to go to war in Yemen because the... Yemeni troglodytes funded by Iran. Iran funded by Barack Obama and by Joe Biden with billions and billions and billions of dollars that they will use to destroy the world, attack Western civilization, and exterminate every Jew on the planet if they can. 
Never mind that. You know, the number one state sponsor of terror, Iran, the number one sponsor of Iran, the Democrats, Barack Obama and Joe Biden specifically. But they they hate, they hate the, the idea of President Trump. And, you know, they all loved him until he said he's running for president as a Republican. Everybody loved him. He's in Hollywood movies, Home Alone. He's on Oprah. Everybody claps. Everybody loves him. People cheer when he walks down the street. Then he says, I'm a Republican. And the Hitler Nazi war machine turns against him and vilifies him. And Victoria Nuland saying it's the old Soviet playbook, the Russian playbook, that they accuse you of doing what they are doing. Here's John Carl. He is an award-winning reporter for ABC News um, with more uh, lies, all lies. Remember Joe Biden last week? It's lies, all lies. My son Hunter is the smartest man I know. Uh, John Carl on ABC Fake News. I mean, he's running on retribution. He wants to go out and he talks about annihilating his enemies and using the criminal justice system to do so. What, what do you... What do you think of that? You guys are exhausting. You're exhausting. Oh, pause I'm sorry. I didn't set this up correctly. This is uh, John Carl um, talking to Nikki Haley. Um, and Nikki Haley has this, you know, Trump is Hitler. He's going to use the justice system just like Joe Biden and Barack Obama did. Barack Obama, the IRS had to pay millions of dollars to Tea Party patriot groups and other groups with the word patriot in their name because the IRS targeted the political enemies of the Democrat Party. They still talk in political science classes and political circles about the alleged fact that Richard Nixon once raised the question, should we use the IRS against some of these political enemies? And the head of the IRS that Richard Nixon appointed said, no, I don't think we should do that. And that was that. And they still talk about it like it was, you know, Kristallnacht. And, and Barack Obama did it and was found guilty in court and required to pay millions of dollars to the aggrieved parties. They used the IRS. They spied on their political enemies. They spied on James Rosen at at Fox News then, now at Newsmax. They spied on James Rosen's parents living in New York City. They spied on James Risen at the New York Times. They spied on the Associated Press on Capitol Hill and at the Associated Press headquarters in Washington, D.C. They... got FISA warrants to spy on President Trump's inner circle by lying uh, to the FISA court. They used Hillary Clinton's opposition research and pretended it was legitimate intelligence gathered by U.S. intelligence agencies to lie to the FISA court so they could spy on the political enemies of the Democrat Party. They are hunting down and jailing the political enemies of the Democrat Party. People that didn't even go into the Capitol on January 6th. Journalists that were covering the news on January 6th. They're attempting to put into prison. They're going to charge another one criminally this week, according to what they told him and his lawyer last week. They use, and Vladimir Putin made mention of the fact that Biden and the Democrats are using the law enforcement apparatus, just like the Soviet Union, just like Putin's Russia, to target their political enemies. And when President Trump quotes him on that, the news media, corrupt as they are, says President Trump is is quoting Putin. You know, yes, regarding what? <laughs> regarding the fact that even Putin noticed, the New York Times hasn't, NBC News hasn't, that the Democrats use 
the government apparatus, the intelligence community with that letter from 51 so-called intelligence officers, the Communist Party voting, John Brennan, who was made CIA director by Barack Obama, whose mentor when he was a teen was a Communist Party member, Frank Marshall Davis. And they used the apparatus of the government from the IRS to the FBI to the FISA courts to the intelligence community against their political enemies. And it's right here in the light of day. Honestly. Steve Bannon, contempt of Congress, in court, found guilty on two charges. Hunter Biden, contempt of Congress, they all applaud. Extraordinary. Peter Navarro, arrested and put in leg shackles at Reagan Airport. He was in discussions with the FBI to set up a meeting, and they arrested him and charged him with contempt of Congress. Put him in court, found him guilty, charged him with crimes. Hunter Biden, no problem. They applaud. Putin points it out. Putin's correct. Putin notices it. Trump quotes him. And now uh, they're back to their fake Russia collusion thing. Our, our media and the Democrat Party, but I repeat myself, the most corrupt institution in the United States of America is the American media. John Carl. All right, so I'm, uh, let's uh, start over again with John Carl talking to Nikki Haley because Nikki Haley's having none of it. I mean, he's running on retribution. He wants to go out and he talks about annihilating his enemies and using the criminal justice system to do so. What, what, do, you, what do you think of that? You guys are exhausting. You're exhausting in your obsession with him. The thing is, the normal people aren't obsessed with Trump like you guys are. The normal people care about the fact that they can't afford things. They feel like their freedoms are being taken away. They think government's too big. I know y'all want to talk about every single word he says and every single tweet he does. That's exactly why we need a new generational leader. Because people don't want to hear about every word a person says or every tweet. They want to know how you fought for them that day. And they want to know how their life is going to be different. And life would be a whole lot different if the media would stop this obsession with Trump. I mean, I was just asking you about his central campaign theme, which is, I want, you know, I am your retribution. That's his central campaign thing? I thought it was about energy and securing the border and the economy and gas prices. And uh, I, 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 I'm not aware that that's the, the case. But And I, I literally went looking for Trump annihilating enemies on Al Gore's Amazing Internet, and I did not find it. I did not find it. But Jonathan Krell and ABC are looking to annihilate the enemies of the Democratic Party. And that would be any Republican that is running for president, honestly. Now, there is this radical extremist who should probably be in leg shackles and in prison. Maybe, I think Gitmo might be too good. We should send him to Abu Ghraib. Send him to Abu Ghraib. His, uh, his name is Miles Taylor. Miles Taylor. And Miles Taylor wheedled his way into the government, uh, even during the W. Bush administration. And he was the chief of staff to the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security during President Trump. And he declared himself to be part of the resistance, part of the resistance inside the government, resisting the president, which I think is treason to come into the government to sabotage the president of the United States, duly elected by the people. But uh, Miles Taylor is a radical and an extremist and uh, just, uh, just amazing. He claims that he's a whistleblower or something, but he's a saboteur. 
in reality. And this radical leftist anti-Trump inside the machine, deep state, crook, tyrant, um, is also off on his anti-Trump. Again, he was working inside the Trump administration. Chief of staff, no less, at the Department of Homeland Security of all places. And here is this radical Miles Taylor. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. Uh, we don't know because, you know, the things that are in there, the emergency powers of the president aren't widely known to the American people. So that's a big worry for people like me and others about what he could do. Can you use Hillary Clinton's opposition research to get FISA warrants to spy on your political enemies and the leadership in the other party? Uh, can you do that? Can you use the IRS against your political enemies? Can you open the borders? Can you preside over endless war in Ukraine with literally hundreds of thousands killed and never call for a ceasefire as you funnel tens of billions of dollars? What are we at? Uh, we're, we're, we're on the... 113 billion, 400 million thus far, with another 61 billion in the pipeline. We will have given more money to Ukraine in two years than we've given to Israel in 75 years. But uh, never mind that. And this guy, this radical, he was on uh, MSDNC over the weekend, this Miles Taylor character. And what did he say? He's going to um, take over the internet? Uh, turn off the internet. Gonna now that's part of that new Barack Obama movie on Netflix. Barack Obama executive produced and he didn't do anything for it. They just pay him millions of dollars because you know Putin or something. And in that movie, executive produced by Michelle Obama and Barack Obama for Netflix, they turn off the internet and the satellites go down. And so they have these apocalyptic movies, and now their Civil War movie is coming out in the spring. And whatever they accuse you of doing is probably what they're doing themselves, as Victoria Nuland said. Another page from the Russian playbook, and the Democrats use it every day. Yeah, Trump may turn off the internet. That's the headline. That's pretty funny stuff. Making news all over the world, too. The Independent. Trump may turn off the internet if re-elected. Former aide says he wasn't really an aide; he was a saboteur. One of Donald Trump's former staffers, kind of, claims the former president may turn off the internet if he's re-elected. I think that'd be great for like a week or so. It'd be wonderful. I'd like to see everybody respond to that. Miles Taylor, Mr. Trump's former chief of staff, the Department of Homeland Security, made the claim during an appearance on MSDNC. Ask what kind of damage Mr. Trump could do. Typical question. If he were re-elected to the Oval Office in 2024, the possibilities are almost limitless. The national security of America, they're going to end democracy. Oh, he'd be elected. You know, he was already president for four years. <laughs> what, did he, what did he do then? Did he do what you guys are doing, using the FBI and the IRS and hunting down political enemies? No, he didn't. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Now, let me share with you what uh, President Trump was making reference to when he made reference to Putin on Saturday in New Hampshire that has the media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, going bet guano crazy. The story from September 12th of this year, of 2023, the Reuters news agency headline, Putin says Trump prosecution shows rottenness of U.S. politics. So I went and I found what Putin actually said. Putin said that what was happening to Trump was good for Russia, good from Russia's point of view. Quoting Putin now, Putin said, it shows all the rottenness of the American political system, which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. That's what the Democrats say about us, too. Everything that's happened with Trump is politically motivated persecution of one's political rival. That's what it is. And it's being done before the eyes of the U.S. public and the whole world. They've simply exposed their internal problems. That's what Putin said. And that's what President Trump was making reference to on Saturday night. Vladimir Putin. Has anybody ever heard of Vladimir Putin? Of Russia says that Biden's, and this is a quote, politically motivated persecution of his political rival is very good for Russia because it shows the rottenness of the American political system, which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. So So there he is, quoting accurately and correctly Vladimir Putin, who is pointing to the corruption of the Democrat Party and Barack Obama and Joe Biden targeting their political enemies for persecution. All right. And by the way, Peter Navarro, who's in his 70s, was arrested, put in leg shackles, was strip-searched by FBI agents. He is already in discussions with the FBI about setting up an appointment to time to talk. But instead, they pulled the Soviet thing on him. White House trade advisor under President Trump. And this is all okay with our news media. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Now, um, President Trump quotes Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin indicts the Democrats in the United States for abusing their power to persecute their political rivals. And Hillary Clinton posted on X a picture of Donald Trump and the word puppet. That's what Hillary Clinton did to respond to this last night. 8.44 8.44 p.m., she's tweeting out a photograph of President Trump with the word puppet. 
because he quoted Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin said, truthfully and accurately, that the Democrats are using the apparatus of government, as we know, the IRS, the FBI, the Justice Department, the intelligence community, to target the political enemies of the Democratic Party. Trump is right. Putin, in this one extraordinary circumstance, is correct. And Hillary Clinton, with her phony dossier, which was just crooked opposition research by crooked foreigners, uh, some of whom had actual ties to the Kremlin and to Putin. Hillary Clinton's dossier, the guy from the Brookings Institution, the Russian, with his ties to, to the Kremlin, and Christopher Steele in Great Britain, just extraordinary. Um, let's grab a call, and then I want to get into a bunch of other stuff. You know, we got another another Biden family member with tax problems. Seems to be the norm with these people. Don't you know who their dad is? But let's grab a phone call. Let's go to Edward calling from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Eduardo, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yes, Chris. Glad to finally get in contact with you. Um I want to talk about uh, what you've been talking about, uh, Trump being a, uh, a a Hitler or authoritarian figure. But I think let's look who, which side really has more characteristics of a totalitarian system. I'm uh, using a, a book called uh, totalitarian, totalitarian Dictatorship and Autocracy, co-authored by Brzezinski, Mika's father. Right. Uh, which lists six characteristics of a totalitarian system. Uh-huh. The first is an elaborate guiding ideology. Uh, well, both sides of the political spectrum have dogmatic positions on such issues as abortion, immigration, and energy that they insist being adhered to. So both sides can be uh, guilty of that. Second is a single mass party, typically led by a dictator. Well, we're nowhere near that, thankfully. More, we're more equally divided in America now on systems. Um, well, Donald Trump might be described as a uh, meet the definition of a charismatic leader, or perhaps an anti-charismatic one to his enemies. But Joe Biden definitely isn't. He's most <laughs> days he's not even conscious. But Barack Obama definitely a charismatically. He he cheers. Yes. You know the crowd goes wild when he says the fundamental transformation of America. You know we're five days away from the fundamental transformation of America, and the crowd goes absolutely wild. He is absolutely that charismatic leader. In fact, the Wall Street Journal today reporting that Barack Obama is trying to drive a stake through Joe Biden's heart to get rid of him so that someone else can take over and. And who is it? Oh, the late night uh, comedy talking about Barack Obama's third term coming up because uh, they want him to return. Uh, go ahead, Edward. Yes. Uh, OK, well, now the next four are most relevant. The third is systematic terror using such instruments as violence and secret police. Well, the current Biden administration has certainly been using the FBI, CIA, IRS and the courts to try to persecute its opposition, as you've been describing, mm -hmm. including President Trump. Right. Um, there's also been the leftist mobs that have been ravaging many of our major cities over the years. You bet. Um, I mean, yes, it was January 6, 2001, but that was an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, the 2021. Right 
the right would usually more write letters to the editor than march in the streets. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, and it's because a a number of people felt they had the green light after the Democrats sacked and looted and burned and plundered our cities from coast to coast. And the media green lighted it by saying it was mostly peaceful, you know, and this is healthy protest and looting is reparations. And uh, yeah, the violence is wholesome violence. Yeah. And fourth is monopoly on weapons. Well, which side wants to take away our guns? That's enough said. Right, right. Fifth is monopoly on the means of communication. With the exception of Fox News, talk radio, and a few other places, most of the major TV networks and most newspapers are firmly on the left. Sixth, central control, central direction and control of the economy through statement planning. It's the left that's trying to control what we drive, eat, and what appliances we buy. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, So this is a a book on totalitarianism, and one of the authors is Big New Brzezinski, uh, Democrat Secretary of State, National Security Advisor, whatever, and father, uh, unfortunately, of Mika Brzezinski. And the control over the economy is certainly what they're aspiring to. And the monopoly on information is something that, Edward, I've been talking about for quite some time. Yes, I know. Uh, Information dominance, which is a military concept in the way that I have been uh, sharing this with you all these years. The information dominance and cultural dominance. And, yeah, and and now they've got this whole virulent anti-Semitism thing, and they've got armies, legions, of glassy-eyed lunatic zombies, their zombie armies, the zombie apocalypse from the Occupy Wall Street thing, sleeping in their own feces and the rape tents and and the looting and the madness. And then they got the Black Lives Matter because St. George Floyd, St. George of Fentanyl, uh, who died of a cardiac event and not of being choked or a neck injury or anything of the kind. Uh, he had more fentanyl in his system than the average uh, uh, overdose death, and um, and the Democrats burned our country to the ground and sacked. We still have Black Lives Matter Plaza in Washington, D.C. on 16th Street in front of the White House because these radical idiot Democrats that run the city of Washington into the ground. Um, and with that, Edward, there's a, a lot more that I want to get to today, and I thank you for your call, and it's a very thoughtful and intelligent call. And the uh, the six elements of your authoritarian state the totalitarian state, uh, the Democrats are well on their way to achieving that authoritarian state. You know, uh, gender is no longer definable. The words, the lexicon, the English language have been so butchered by the left that um, having, having you know, a rational conversation with these people is becoming increasingly difficult, and that's pretty generous, I've got to say. Now, at the same time, for example, you're talking about the information. I prefer dominance. You, I think you said the monopoly on information, which is fine too, but the information dominance. NBC fake news over the weekend assured us that crime is not bad. Crime is not a problem. Crime is being exaggerated by those terrible conservative media, media people again, right? And NBC News, here's the, uh, the story. NBC News tells Americans they're wrong to think crime is rising and blames conditioning of the press, conditioning of the press. That's what they say. And they're not talking about CNN. Uh, They're not, NBC's not talking about NBC. 
they're talking about talk radio and Newsmax and and conservative media. A new report from NBC News declared that the majority of Americans who believe that crime is getting worse in America are wrong. They have the word wrong in quotation marks because that's what these people are telling us, that they're wrong. And we're wrong if you think crime is getting worse. Citing FBI statistics showing crime across the U.S., crime rates across the U.S. are declining this year. NBC News reporter Ken Delanian explained that the story actually says Kevin Delanian, but they meant to say Ken Delanian, explained that the 77% of Americans who believe that crime is getting worse are being conditioned by social media and news to see it that way. So uh, Ken Delanian has this big lie piece, NBCnews.com piece, that most people think crime rate is rising. They're wrong, Delanian wrote. Crime in the United States has declined significantly over the last year. That's because it was at the highest rate in the history of the world last year. And now it's down 2%. So it's the old lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? Attributed variously to Mark Twain and or Harry Truman. But nonetheless, um, I got to tell you, the, the news media is the most corrupt they are just the most corrupt institution in the United States. And Ken Delanian, I know him as a very corrupt person. He's a famously corrupt person. Um, and this came up over the weekend uh, for a variety of reasons, this NBC News story. And I went and gathered a, a few stories up, like the New York Times. Major crimes rose 22% in New York City, even as shootings fell That's the funny headline from the New York Times. The WUSA Channel 9 in Washington. D.C. homicide rate reaches 20-year high. Uh, Also, Washington Examiner. D.C. crime rate continues to soar as carjackings hit over 900 for 2023. And then I went and I found from the Metropolitan Police in the District of Columbia, crime rates rising. Homicide rates between 2022 and 2023, increase of 33%. Robbery, 22 to 23, increase of 69%. Violent crimes overall, up 39%. Motor vehicle thefts, up 88%. Theft, up 24%. Arson, up 150%. Property crimes, up 25%. Uh, And... The people at NBC News are going to tell you that you're just looking at the wrong media. See, that's the problem with you. D.C. ties with 2003 for homicide record. No big deal. Uh, And across the country, it's the same thing in city after city after city. And honestly, our news media, just, uh, just amazing, aren't they? Oh, yeah, and then George Gascon in Los Angeles has a new chief of staff. You know, he's one of these George Soros pro-crime district attorneys in Los Angeles. Crime rate skyrocketing there. Woke LADA, George Gascon's new chief of staff, is a proud former looter. She's a looter who wants to abolish prisons, defund the barbarian police. That's what she said, defund the barbarian police. Uh, Pretty extraordinary stuff. The police are barbarians. The criminals are great. She takes pictures of herself wearing... The police are trained to kill us. They've got a black T-shirt with giant white letters on the front. 
the police are trained to kill us, is what her T-shirt says, her big uh, black T-shirt. She hates the police. She loves the criminals, loves crime. These, these people, can I just say, these people. And she's a racist, too. She's a woman of color, of course. And she's a racist. Just extraordinary. She backed ransacking of stores during the 2020 Black Lives Matter riots. Defund the police, abolish prisons, put all the criminals on the street, and, of course, take guns away from the taxpayers because that's your Democrat Party, honestly. Let's go to soundbite number 14 um, because the big lie. Here is... uh, Nathan Huckman, Nathan Huckman, who is uh, talking about the, he's running for DA in Los Angeles, California against George Gascon. And he doesn't seem to like George Gascon or his pick, this racist lunatic chief of staff. She's a lawyer, of course. Tiffany Blacknell, Tiffany Blacknell is her name, promoted her to a chief of staff, outspoken police hater, uh, criminal lover. And here is Nathan Huckman running for DA in Los Angeles. The message is actually quite shocking. The George Gascon has over a thousand talented prosecutors to choose, yet he chose someone who has never been a prosecutor. Actually, she was a public defender her whole life. Ms. Blackwell, again, is not just someone who's represented criminals, trying to actually be the one who's advising the chief prosecutor of criminals on what to do. She's someone, as you pointed out, who actually views the police, the partner in solving crime, as a barbarian or an occupying force. Imagine if we had a public defender who hired someone who thought all criminals were barbarians. We would be shocked that a public defender would do it, but we have a district attorney, George Gascon, who has done exactly that. Because Democrats, more Democrats, more murder, more Democrats, more assaults, more Democrats... More crime. Extraordinary. Yes, sir. In Chicago, for example, 2023, Chicago crime is up 40% versus 2022. Homicides went uh, year to date from 287 to 310. No big deal. That's not not a problem for you. Everything is good. Pay no attention to the madness behind the curtain. Uh, Honestly, The Democrats love crime and criminals, and they hate the police and law and order. And Hillary Clinton is calling Donald Trump a puppet. Uh, Just amazing stuff, isn't it? Yes, sir. You're a Democrat party. Now, I, I literally, in a matter of three to five minutes, when I saw this NBC news piece telling me that I'm wrong, crime is really down, I went and found the stories in three to five minutes. No problem. But NBC News, Ken Delanian can't do that. Jonathan Turley, the law professor, says Congressman Eric Swalwell, you know, who is a sexual tool of the Chinese Communist Party, his girlfriend, Fang Fang. Eric Swalwell helped orchestrate a federal crime with his Hunter Biden press conference. And Joe Biden's daughter owes thousands in income taxes and has a lien against her. She needs some of that Chinese commie money. Where's that Ukrainian money? Where's Hunter? Stop spending all your money on cracking Russian hookers. 
Bail your sister out. This is the one that used to shower with dad, right? Until it was way inappropriate and left her left her uh, diary behind at the drug rehab place. And then the FBI raided homes to get the Biden family diary back. Remember that? Bungala, bungala. Joe Biden yesterday was in Delaware and uh, walking to his armored limousine, I think. A reporter shockingly asked about his terrible poll numbers which are terrible, and even Barack Obama is freaked out about uh, this. Oh, yeah, but the, this chief of staff in L.A. now, she's tweeting out, prison is obsolete. We need to reimagine America without it, without prison. And the uh, police were trained to kill us. She's wearing a T-shirt. Look at these barbarians. LAPD is an occupying army. Defund the police. She was just promoted by the Democrats. That'll get more people murdered. It's good for the casket-making business. But here's Joe Biden going to his car and a reporter dared to ask about his terrible poll numbers. Mr. President, why are you losing to Trump in the polls? You have the wrong polls. Have the wrong polls is what uh, Joe Biden said. Now, with that said, the wrong polls is not true. Uh, They're not the wrong polls. They're the right polls. And the polls show Nikki Haley beating him in a one-on-one, show Donald Trump beating him in a one-on-one, and um, the Wall Street Journal today, Biden's agenda hangs in the balance as tough election year approaches, and Barack Obama says, according to the Wall Street Journal, knows this is going to be a close race, feels that Democrats could very well lose. Obama worries that the alternative is pretty dangerous for democracy, the person. This is their rhetoric all the time, all the time, right? Now, let's go to the radical jihadis protesting outside of CNN's headquarters in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. These are all Democrats, and they want to wipe Israel off the map, and then they go around calling people Nazis. CNN, you can't hide. You support the genocide. That's at CNN headquarters in Washington, D.C., And the great law professor, Jonathan Turley, Congressman Eric Swalwell, his long sexual affair with a Chinese secret agent, Fang Fang, that got him into Congress. Looks like Swalwell helped with a crime. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.